Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, your fly-by-night, die-by-day, dawn-by-dawn, dust-by-tomorrow. John Wayne, that's right, here I am, back. Oh, forgot to close the door. I am here. Ah. I am back. I am in the neon palace of sin in downtown las vegas nevada where i reside back guys first of all up top i am sorry there has not been an episode in a month i know the last episode when i finished it i was like well or even at the top or whatever i was saying yep i'm about to go on the road for six weeks so be ready to get some uh you know unconventional episodes you know to record it in motel rooms and people's houses and all kinds of crazy stuff, and then um, none of it happened. And I'll tell you why. It this was uh, I'm gonna all uh, this whole episode is gonna be my uh, entire uh, adventure on this last uh, tour I did. I'm just gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna talk about everything, all the adventures, all the all the goings ons and happenings throughout uh, throughout the last six weeks on this episode. So I'll get more into it. But what I gotta say is uh, I I'm sorry that it didn't happen. Um, it just, uh, it, 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 it was exhausting. This was an exhausting, exhausting trip. And I, I, I meant many times when I stopped for the night or whatever, after driving, like record, just sit down as soon as you get in there, just record. So you don't, you know, even think about it. Don't make any excuses. So you can't like, well, maybe I'll do it later. But I was so, I would, I would be so tired that, to me, I was like, man, it's just going to be some half-ass, like, hey, everyone, how you doing? I'm fucking tired. Maybe, like, you know, half of the one, half of them, when I, if I was doing that, would have turned out okay. But, you know, the other half would have just been, like, phoning it in, no energy, you know, meandering weirdness, which is probably what this podcast is mostly anyway. But uh, I didn't want to phone it in. And, man, I just did not have the energy uh, to, to give you the show that you want with all the details and fun. So I, I did uh, decide to wait till I got home, uh, at which point I'm, I'm only here for today. So I'm at I'm at the Neon Palace of Sin for one single day. I have to leave again tomorrow to head to L.A. for October Village, one of my favorite uh, markets to do out there. Um, you can get the info for that if you're in the LA area at my on my website, johnwayneisdead.com on the uh, show's page. You can link right to it. It'll show you where it's at. Uh, it, it's free to get in, but you need to uh, reserve your tickets. I think there's a link there and all kinds of stuff on their website where you can just, you know, hey, all you have to do is say, I'm coming. I got me and two other friends. And they'll be like, all right, you got it. And you just show up and tell them and you're in. Uh, so it's going to be great. But uh, I have this one day down. And I'm just trying to get get some things together, do some work. And I definitely, definitely, definitely needed to get in and do a podcast. So we are here. I am smoking some of that old grandpappy's medicine uh, today brought to you by um, no strain. I don't know what strain it is. Actually, it's, it's a combo. Uh, what happened was I haven't gone to Oasis yet. Shouts out to Oasis, my number one uh awesome dispensary here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go there yet, but uh, such good friends I have on the road who have helped me out, brought me weed and, and, and given it to me. So this bowl that I'm smoking here comes courtesy of my man Charles Steele, a.k.a. Evil Fiend, and uh, my man Lee Parker, a.k.a. Remakes Plethora and Hip Hop Toys. Those guys hit me up with some buds on the way out, and uh, I'm still smoking on them. So I made a little uh, Frankenstein bowl here before, the, before I started the record, and uh, I gotta say it's pretty good. 
Uh, no coffee right now. I already drank a pot of coffee this morning before I recorded. I'm, I'm enjoying water uh, and as much of it as I can because it is fucking hot. I know everywhere it's hot. I'm going to talk about heat throughout this trip, but uh, man, you know, it's hot. It's fucking, you know, again, it's it's been hot everywhere, but the desert heat is is just that dry, hot, hot. You know, it's it's 110 out right now, I believe. Uh, I think it's supposed to get a little bit cooler as as the rest of uh, through the weekend, which only means in the 90s. Now I'm I'm a little luck. I'm I'm lu- I'm, luck- I'm a lot lucky, but I've been lucky in that you know being gone for a month and a half. I've I've experienced many different temperature climate change like climates throughout this great country of ours, and uh, that's always nice. Uh, rather than being in one place where, you know, it's just hot for three, four months, you know, or you live in Houston and it's hot for 11 and a half months and then you get like two weeks off and then uh, it starts getting hot again. But um, needless to say, I'm drinking a lot of water because it's very, very warm and uh, but it's great. Great to be back. I'm I'm always glad to come home, even for a little bit. Get a good little recharge here. Uh, gonna go out see a reading tonight. Actually, I'm a uh, uh, Scarlett's uh, good friend Norm. I, I wish I knew his last name or the details, but uh, you know, we're already in this now. Um, he's a poet and, and a writer, and he's doing a reading tonight. So we're gonna go out and check that out. And uh, I imagine that's gonna be awesome. Uh, and then we will uh, be prepared to leave tomorrow. So uh, so just you know, getting some things done. Like I said. Uh, picking up supplies, recharging, getting the podcast out, and uh, talking to you and and you lovely, wonderful folks. Speaking of the lovely and wonderful folks, Patreon people, you guys are saving my goddamn life out there, and I cannot thank you enough. Uh, there are certain packages I know that need to go to people. They're going out today. Uh, please uh, bear with me. It's it's been incredibly hard for me to send things while I've been on this trip. Uh, I did get to get to send off some books. Uh, at one of the stops, but it's just it's just been uh, it's tough when when I'm I'm pretty much a one man operation out there, so um, you, you just gotta little bit of patience, but my Patreon people, thank you guys so, so, so much uh, for your donations, for your support. Uh, it means so, so much to me uh, in a big, bad way. If you'd like to check out my Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and hit the Patreon link. You could choose one of the tiers I have available to sign up for, including the $1 a month beer club. Hey, every dollar counts. So uh, that, uh, you know, you get certain goodies that come with each tier, but everybody, no matter which tier you subscribe to gets access to all of the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast episodes in which I speak to uh, other artists from around this uh, great world of ours that I meet on the road and we have great conversations and and great uh, you know sometimes uh, over zoom we do it but it's it's always uh, awesome it's always a great conversation I always learn a lot and I really enjoy doing it so there's uh, over 120 episodes that you get access to all the back ones plus all the new ones that come out plus everything that is on my patreon wall and guys lots of stuff is going up there videos for new songs from this new John Wayne is dead record I'm doing live a little acoustic numbers putting them up there you're the first to hear them if you're on patreon um, I did some narration for some new stories that I have that are coming out, and I just put released it on my Patreon in the, in the podcast feed for there. Great stuff, guys. For as little as $1 a month, you can get all of this and help out your boy down the road as I'm going on this great uh, adventure of, of – uh, of life and and art. So thank you so much to everyone who's on there already. And if you'd like to uh, sign up, I surely, surely would appreciate it. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. 
uh, and check that out. So let's see what else have we got going on up top before we get into um, everything. Um, so I've got uh, this is good news. Two I got two short stories uh, published while I was gone or, or, or picked up to be published while I was on the road here that I'd submitted. Uh, very exciting. Um, it's always exciting to get to get things picked up. I've been so so many of the things I've been doing lately are you know, kind of deals that are already set up and you know, they're, they're like, Hey, we need this book for me or we, you know, which is great, which is a great place to be. And, and all kinds of that's, that's awesome. Um, but it's been, a, been a while since I've just like kind of blind sent some things to, to places I didn't know, you know, publishers I haven't worked with before. Uh, I will let you know all the information, um, on the releases and all that stuff when I get them. But, uh, just, just wanted to put that out there. It was pretty, uh, it's always a nice buoy to your spirits and a good feeling to, to get that, uh, acceptance email back when, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, and it's, like I said, it's, uh, you, you get to know a lot of people when you're in your industry, in the arts and anything, any job, you know, you start to, you know, you, it's, it's, it's all about who, you know, and, and how you know them and what you can do for each other and all that kind of thing. That just happens a lot, um, regardless of where you are and where your place, where you are in your career or whatever. Uh, but again, like I said, it's like, I, you know, never forget where you came from, never forget your roots, never forget that good foundation, just like the six of swords. Like I talk about that card, you know, where the, the, they're in the boat and the six swords are in the boat and they're the ferryman is kind of, you know, pushing them across and, He's got that long pole that he's using to to push the boat, and what he's doing is pushing it off the ground because the the river's not so deep, so he's able to push off the ground, and that's what he's doing, and that's why that foundation is so important because you always want to have that to push off of. If you don't have that, then you got no momentum. You can't start anything. You're going to be a rudderless, listless fucking vessel out there spinning around, crying, wish you would have listened to me type of thing, but... Never forget where you came from. Never forget to have that good foundation. So that was very exciting. Um, updates on uh, current coming up releases. My Splatter Western. All of your dreams will come true when you're dead. I know that I've been uh, promoting it to come out September tw- uh, 21st. I uh, fortunately, unfortunately got an email from the publishers that they are pushing it to October. So still coming out just a month later. Uh, I'm not sure what, what, what the deal is with that, but it, it's all good. Um, the cover... Uh, which is a done by Justin Coons is amazing. It is so fucking rad. A uh, few you people out there that I've uh, you people, uh, I, I showed a few uh, select people out there on the road what it looked like, and um, it was uh, it's awesome. So I've gotten good responses. Everyone that's seen it is like, "Whoa, that looks cool!" And it does. It looks really fucking cool. So stay tuned. Like I said, it's October now. So if you already did a pre order on their on the death's head dead sky page or or through amazon or whatever uh i'm sure just it just bumps it to the new release date so it's it's all still good also uh in been talking um i i've talked about my book um electric city's neon infection about living in downtown las vegas coming out through thunderstorm books i have uh word a couple days ago before i got home that the signature sheets are en route to my house so uh, what the signature sheets are, if you're unfamiliar with uh, what Thunderstorm uh, Publishing does, is they put out limited hardback uh, release, limited runs, you know, small runs of this limited edition hardback. And they're also with mine doing hardback and limited edition paperback, but they all have, they all come signed and numbered and all this stuff. But the sheets get sent to me first and I do all the signing and stuff and then ship them to the bind, the printer or whatever, where they actually bind it into the book. So it's like a page of the book. So that's all moving. All, all things are going. I don't have an exact release date on that, but um, I know I'm going to get one very, very soon. 
uh, and I will keep you posted on that. Um, also, I just was talking about uh, the new, new John Wayne is Dead songs uh, that I put on the Patreon. And the new record is uh, pretty... Uh, so, it's it's guys, I'm super excited. I'm very, very excited about this record. Uh, I've let a few people listen to some things. Not many. Not many people have listened to actual mixes that I've gotten back from our producer, uh, Marshall. Shouts out my man. Um, it is sounding very good. I actually just like an hour ago, as of this record, was sent two mastered tracks. Uh, just he was like, "Hey, let me just show you, give you a couple of these mastered ones to listen to, just to let you know how it's the overall sound is going to be." Jesus Christ, it sounds awesome! I am so fucking excited for this record. Uh, so keep watch, you know, um, on my social media and stuff at John Wayne is Dead. We've got uh, you know shows coming up in different states, different cities out there. Uh, which you can follow along. Uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to get out there and, and, and catch some of these shows. And, and we'll definitely be doing more and more shows now with moving forward as the record gets a solidified release date and all that kind of stuff happens. So, uh, like I said, it's sounding very, very cool. I'm super, super stoked. If you're familiar with the um, art, you know, my band, John Wayne is Dead, what our, our sound is. If you're not, you know, we're on every streaming service. You can check us out on Spotify and stuff. Just search uh, John Wayne is Dead, all one word, no spaces. But, you know, it's a raw punk sound, like one, two, three, four, quick, fast stuff, in and out with a hook. And then this record, while it, ha- it has all those elements to every song, it just it, it, it expanded upon. It's darker. It's moodier. It sits with you. It's got atmosphere. It's got guitar leads. It's got crazy shit, that, stuff that was not a part of our previous recording. And uh, it's it's just uh, the next step, and I am super, super excited for it. So please uh, be on the lookout for that and check us out if we're coming to your town. Um, this just in, I know I teased it a couple episodes ago. I talked about um, being uh, performing at Scarefest this year in October in Lexington, Kentucky, and I uh, can tell you that now it is uh, officially official that I will be performing um, f- the Friday night of Scarefest, uh, part of part of the fest, part of the convention, uh, on the main stage at six six or six thirty on Friday night, I believe. But they're about to start, you know, putting it out there with all the information and and pimping it. So I am I'm super excited about that as well. A lot of good stuff coming up. A lot of good things happening. So. Uh, thank you to everyone out there that's been keeping track of that stuff and, and following along with me. And, and, you know, like I said, I will keep you guys posted. All, you can always get uh, information at johnwaysdead.com or if you follow me at johnwaysdead on Twitter and uh, not Twitter, X, whatever. You know, I don't even use that anymore. So don't even fucking worry about that one. But uh, Instagram, TikTok, at johnwayneisdead. And my Facebook is just my name, John Wayne Communale. If you go to the John Wayne is Dead one, it's, it's just for the band. So it's a little bit different. But anyway, guys... We're here. I'm back, and uh, this was a uh, a fucking journey, man. Um, this was a lot of driving, um, which you know, listeners, you a lot of you guys know know that have been following me for a while. The beginning of the year, uh, I left in February, I think, for like a seven week run that I did, and uh, that was hard. That was tough. I don't know why this one seemed longer for some reason or I don't know what was I don't know what it was with this one uh but it's definitely um a great time for sure you know I saw so many awesome people so many friends uh so many readers that that, you know live in the cities that have come out to see me again I I so appreciate that um but uh so I, I you know like I said this episode I'm just gonna run down 
through all of this uh, this great adventure um, that I did uh, all of these shows in the last six weeks. So, um, you know, here we go. So uh, when I last left off with uh, all of you great people out there, I was just getting ready to start this little uh, uh, tour here. And the first uh, show I went to um, was, I, uh, it was called Ghosts of Summer, and it was in Portland, Oregon. So uh, I left here from uh, downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, started driving. Now, I this was one of those things where I was like, Portland, that's Oregon, that's close, that's like above us, that's above Nevada. It shouldn't take that long to drive there, but it, for some reason, takes 15 hours. Uh, I guess, you know, Las Vegas is way down there, and, and, and Portland's way the fuck up there in, in Oregon on on the coast way, you know, up there. So I was like, all right, 15 hours. Here we go. So I think I left, this was a two day event. This was a Saturday, Sunday. I left on Thursday, uh, and started driving. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to drive straight 15 hours. Be- oh, oh, because of the load in situation that they had in the window. I didn't want to put anything to chance. So <clears throat> I just started driving and, uh, you know, it, I have not, I haven't done that drive before, you know, this, 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 uh, trip was kind of filled with a few drives I haven't done or from certain places and cutting across different States. Uh, so this, I haven't driven from Las Vegas to Portland before. So I, you know, it was, uh, I gotta say kind of fucking boring, you know, it's once I got up into Oregon and you're driving, it's like the Pacific Northwest is like no joke, man. It's just trees and green and, and that's it, you know, and, and it was like, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about this before driving when you're driving through the desert, usually when I leave to go to the, to the East coast or, or, you know, middle of the country or whatever. And I leave from, from here, I take, uh, I-40 pretty much all the fucking way. And I can hit like, you know, uh, fucking New Mexico, Arizona, or Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and then, or Texas, Oklahoma, and then whatever, uh, or however it goes, but, but whatever it is, it's, uh, when, when you're driving through the desert parts, like Arizona and New Mexico, especially, you need to make sure that you're not playing fast and loose with your gas, you know, situation, because sometimes those gas stations can be like 60 miles apart, you know, which you're like, so what? But when you look down you're like, oh shit, my thing says 44 miles and the next gas station is over 60 miles, you're going to shit your pants a little bit. Um, I, I thought, all, and all the driving and all the stuff I've done, I thought that was like the only stretch I've really been to where I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I always have gas and I'm not, you know, getting below a certain point, whatever. That, driving from there here to Portland, that was like almost the same thing. But instead of desert, it was just like lush green trees. Like instead of running out of gas and, you know, baking in my car, I, I could have run out of gas and been eaten by Bigfoot out there or something or become Moss Man. I, I don't know. But I know that as I was driving, I was getting fucking annoyed. One, because I couldn't find anywhere to stop to get gas. And two, because it was like, take, it seemed like it was taking forever. I was like, where the fuck is everything? Is there only one city in this whole goddamn state? What the fuck? But, uh, you know, it was fine. It wasn't all that. But we drove, uh, Boney and I drove for a while. You know, we loaded up. We were, we, we stopped in, uh, Redding, Oregon, um, in a little town there and, and got a motel for the night. And, um, I think we drove up like the last six hours the next day and it was cool. This was at a, a convention center, I guess maybe it was called the Portland convention center or something like that, but you could load in on 
uh, Friday night, and I guess they had small a small window Saturday morning, but uh, but like it, it doesn't matter. I got there, I was I just went straight to the place and loaded in. I was like, all right, cool. What was weird was that you know I pull up to the dock. I'm the only one there because it's like two thirty in the afternoon, so it's like a slow trickle in, which is fine with me. But then like I'm pulling my stuff out of the back of the car, and there's like one of the staff guys. He's got this big fucking rolling flat dolly thing and he starts putting my stuff i'm like what's going on he's like oh we just we're supposed to just take your stuff to your table for you while you go park and i was like oh that's cool like just so just put everything on here he's like yeah so i loaded it up and uh he you know let him go to my table and i I went and parked but i didn't bring my wagon with me which is what i cart everything in in because i was like well well i asked the there's a couple that asked the lady that was like kind of orchestrating it i said so what happens at, at the end at loadout do you guys like um, bring do you, do you bring it back out to me and I just park or or what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just have we'll just load it up on a cart and bring it back to the dock for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's cool. Without thinking anything else or any fo- any follow up questions, which was stupid. Um, so I uh, you know, they did that. I went and parked, and Boney and I just went to the convention center, found our table, and uh, um, there was my stuff magically right there. One thing like with this was that the tables were small. The the space that they gave you was a six by six space, which is pretty pretty typical. But these these all had piping and drapes, which you know backhanding backhanding, uh, back like drapes behind every you know booth, and then the sides of the booth have like you know a drape thing that comes up to your waist or whatever. But the tables were only four feet long, so that was I was like okay, a little challenge there of um, setting up my stuff in, in a different kind of way, but it worked. And uh, I didn't set up my banner stands or anything. I just hung my banner from the the piping where the drapes were. So that was an easy setup for me. And uh, then Boney and I like threw the, you know, threw the old tablecloth over it and, and went to the motel down the way. Um, and uh, it was, uh, you know, a good night and we chilled. The next day uh, on Saturday, we... We, uh, Boney and I showed up to the booth, get everything started. I think we rolled in at like nine or something. It opened at 10 or 1030. I'm not sure. Uh, met my neighbors. Um, wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, Aiden and Ellis shouts out. And let me just give this to you guys all up top. I'm going to try to give a, a lot of shout outs during this episode. Cause I, but I saw so many people. I, I'm going to forget people. Please don't be offended. Don't take it as a slight. If I like, oh, John Wayne didn't give me a shout out. I'm sorry. I'm just trying my goddamn best to even remember what the hell I'm doing day to day. But I surely will be shouting out certain people and, and do my best to remember as many. So uh, Aiden and and uh, his friend Ellis, who was helping him um, at his booth. And he had an awesome booth. He like makes these plush uh, animals like from scratch, from the shells. Like he puts them all together, sews them. But then like uh, some of them is like, they're all different sizes, and, and they're very, very soft and cuddly, very well made, uh, but they're um, frightening, you know, like they're uh, spider bunnies. So they have eight, a bunch of eyes all over their face, which I got one of those for Scarlet, and it was very cool. But then he has ones where it's a skull face instead of the bear or different faces on the on the animals. It makes it look creepy and weird, and uh, I was like, very cool. So we uh, we got going that day. Uh, you know, pretty decently busy day, not too bad. Um, I started immediately, you know, cutting up with, uh, you know, with Aiden and Ellis because we we had a good rapport going on. Um, and then on Saturday, like this this happened. Somebody came and 
bought some books from me and it was a very nice gentleman and he um he was very excited when I was telling him uh, you know the the synopsis is a book and uh he you know he had a a, a friend, you know some people have a, something they say all the time you know like his was my guy this dude was my guy this my guy that I would tell him a thing he'd be like my guy that sounds so oh my guy you were my guy dude that sounds awesome my guy you know it was it was it was weird. It was like, am I being punked? Like, what's happening here? Is this like the Magai guy? Is, is he? Is he like someone back like behind the curtain with a earpiece telling him like, you got to say my guy to this dude like forty eight times to win the money? I don't know. It was kind of like that. Uh, but he bought some books. It was great. He turned and he, you know, he left and walked away. I turned over. I turned to look at my neighbors, uh, and both of them, Aiden and Ellis, in unison, are like, "Hey, my guy." So from that point on, and we laughed and laughed and laughed, we then started using the Magai. Um, Magai this, Magai that. We were Magai. We, we, we basically riffed this thing into Magai being a cult that we have started, the cult of Magai. And if you wanted to be Magai, you got to, you know, we got to do this. You got to play some golf with us. You got to come wear this, you know, wear your polo shirt and your, and your khakis is a button up polo this guy's wearing. Uh, very classy. Uh, but everything was my guy. Everything was a soft pinch because that was a weird thing we were talking about. Like when someone gives you like a soft pinch on your like arm and like, hey, how are you? It's and it's all like creepy and weird. It's like an limp handshake. But uh, we had a blast with this my guy thing. And then uh, Saturday was great. I know like well, we did pretty well. Uh, Aiden sold a bunch of his shit. So he was fucking rocking and rolling. Um, I ended up going now. Uh, I I've been to a lot of, you know, like I. Uh, came up in the bizarro fiction world. I, that's where I got my writing start as far as like um, my books being, my first books being professionally published. Uh, so I've been to Bizarro Con, which is in Portland um, every year. At least it was until 2019 and it comes back this year uh, officially uh, again. But I've been to like seven of them, I think, in a row and spent a lot of time up there when I was there. You know, I'd spend like the whole week in Portland for, for these shows, uh, for this convention. So I know a lot of people, you know, I have, I mean to say like that, like I know a lot of people, like I have friends that are there still and hanging out and in the, in the scene and whatnot, or that I know from there. And one, and that Saturday night happened to be uh, one of those dudes, Vince Kramer, uh, another author. Uh, it was his birthday. So, and he was having it at um, uh, a friend of ours, Jason Rizzo, shouts out to you guys. He, he, he brews beer, which is awesome. It's Funhouse Brews. If you're in Portland, he just sell, he, he's got a small bar that's runs out of his garage and uh, he sells like a ton of beer. I think I'm not sure if it's distributed anywhere. I'm, I don't know, but he's, he's doing really great with it. And he's a fucking awesome beer man. So, uh, you know, my one friend, Charles, shouts out. He comes to the show and he tells me, hey, they're having a party tonight. Why don't you swing in? That'd probably be a fun surprise uh, for Vince. And I was like, do you think that's cool or whatever? But, you know, and Vince is allergic to dogs, too. And I have my dog. So uh, I decided to swing on in there. I'm glad I did because uh, I got to see Vince, Jason, Jeff Burke was there uh gary was there it was it was fucking awesome um had some good conversations talk caught up on a lot of stuff and uh drank a lot of good beer and then after that was over uh jeff and um his partner and a friend of theirs we all walked down to another bar and had a couple more drinks till uh closing time and i ended up going to i get back home back to my motel at about till about 3 a.m and i was like well fuck uh, and then i had to get up and go to and on sunday and 
bing, 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 my guys were there to uh, help me make it through that Sunday. It wasn't too bad. Um, from what, from what I understand about this show, the Ghost of Summer show, it was this was the second time they've done it. Last year when they did it, it was a huge success. Um, in in that they had, um, you know, so many people attending, not enough vendors. They didn't think whatever it was packed out. Great, everyone had a great show. So this this time they decided, I guess, to more than double the uh, amount of, of of vendors and and have it in a different space and. Um, it, while it was well attended, I don't know if it was ready to be that big yet, if you know what I mean. You know, it was great. It was a successful show. I, I had a great time. I, I, you know, met people, saw new people. Um, but I think maybe, you know, they should have split the difference on the second one. But still a good show. You know, I wouldn't mind going back to it. So I'll have to check that one out for next year and see uh, see what's what's up. But uh, so after that show was over, that Sunday night, I went back to my room and uh, prepared because... Starting, uh, I, I had to get ready because starting early the next morning, on Monday morning, I had to start driving to New Jersey. Now, New Jersey, if you look on a map, it is exactly on the uh, complete opposite end of the country uh, as fucking Portland, Oregon. I was going to Cherry Hill, New Jersey for Monster Mania. Great show. Been there many times. I always have a great time there. And, uh, I was like, ah, I looked at that drive and it was like 43 hours, 44 hours, something like that. And I was like, well, Boney, here we go. And there we went. We drove, uh, I think I, I tried to do about like 12 hours a day, um, at least. And I did more a couple of the days, but it took me four days. I did it in four days and I ended up getting there Thursday night. And also like you lose three hours as you're going because like the time zones. Uh, so I got there Thursday night, uh, around 7.30 or 8 o'clock, staying with my good buddy Chris from Vinegar Syndrome. Shouts out. His buddy Bob was there to help. So the three of us were shacked up in a room together with Boney. And uh, I I was like, all right, I'm here. Woo, yeah, let's have a beer. All right, I'm going to bed immediately. I'm so fucking tired. And and so that's what I did. I took a shower and went to sleep. Those cats went out partying on Thursday night. Thirsty Thursday, they called it. But they were definitely hurting on Friday. Um, but you know, Friday we get up, we go load everything in. This is also, of course, like an awesome con because I'm right there by Vinegar Syndrome's table, our good friends, Brutalities, Courtney and Adam shouts out. And then it was supposed to be Horror Gods next to me, but they moved Malachi to the, the big ballroom, to the big show. So we weren't next to him. So we didn't get to, to kick it with him as much as we normally would. But of course, uh, from the start, <clears throat> my boys, my good friends out there in, in Cherry Hill always take care of me. Uh, Zach, Kyle, and my man, Gary. You guys rule. Thank you guys so much. Shouts out to y'all. Always great to see you. But uh, we get there and and uh, what does this say? Oh, uh, you know, get set up. And of course, one of the first people I see, got to give shouts out to my con husband, Jay. What's up, baby? Hey. And Mama Judy gave them big hugs. Always appreciate seeing them. Love them to death. Even Stinky Pete there, slinging it around for everybody, making it work, making it stank. I love you guys. Thank you all so much for uh, for always looking out, taking care of me as well. Um, but, uh, you know, so that, that's a busy fucking show. Friday, it, you know, it opens up and it's just flooded in there. And the big get that weekend was key for fucking Sullivan. Sutherland. Key for Sutherland. Everybody was like Lost Boys fucking out to the extreme. There's so many Lost Boys shirts and gear and merch and everything. It was nuts. But people were there to see Kiefer Sutherland, um, especially on Saturday. Jesus Christ, that line was tremendously huge. And it was not 
cool. It's fucking hot outside. You know, it's hot there. So it was uh, people waiting forever out to see Kiefer Southern. It was nuts. So like I said, this is a busy ass show. So it was busy as hell. Um, hanging out with the homies, having a good time. Uh, got to see Ice Cream Man Chris and, and his uh, lovely lady Addie. I got to meet her parents because they had an adjoining room thing going on upstairs at the host hotel with a little party. And uh, of course, we had to go up and have uh, some drinks and some hot dogs, or they made corn dogs and sandwiches and stuff. It was fucking awesome. Um, great time seeing all of those people. Saturday and, and Sunday, busy, busy, like a blur of busyness. Um, and uh, then, it, you know, then it was over. Like, so like I said, it's, it was a great show. Got to see a bunch of people. Um, always busy. I don't know if I did too much. I'm trying to think outside of party in there. I don't know if I did too much Saturday a little bit. I don't know. Who, who, who knows? I think we were out late uh, every night. Um, but then I'm like, okay, the next show I've got to go to. When we leave Sunday is I have to go to Houston. Uh, home sweet Houston. Um, not only for the Houston Horror Film Festival, but also uh, Chris Chet and I had a John Wayne is Dead gig there. Two headed dog, which I was talking about, uh, you know, pimping uh, and promoting the other day. So, anyway, the drive from I started driving immediately. I just was like, ah, I'm gonna start driving Sunday. I, I I went for a couple hours and then stopped, and then uh, I think I oh I I uh, yeah I drove all Tuesday as well, and then. I got I got into Chris's place on Wednesday evening, I believe. Or no, it was Tuesday evening. Yeah. Was it? I can't fucking remember. Um, I think I want to say it was Tuesday evening because his kids started school the next day. They were getting haircuts and shit. It was crazy. It was awesome. Um, but uh, we like, okay, here's another thing. I, on that drive from Jersey down to Houston, one of the places I stopped, I stopped to get gas. I was in Mississippi and I got out of the car and I haven't felt humidity in in a little while now. Um, you know, it's hot as fuck out here in the desert. Don't get me wrong, but there is no humidity. Um, and if if it is like, oh, are we getting a little humidity today? It's nothing like what it is in Houston uh, and growing up in that. Now, I thought, you know, it's something you just like, you maybe you had your immunity to or at least got used to it. But like being away from it for so long, my first taste of it, when I got out in Mississippi, I was like, oh, God, this is awful humidity. I forgot how horrible it is. It, it was hot, sticky, wet air. Oh, God. I was like, fuck. Well, we in, we're in for it now, Boney. And uh, we got when we got down to Houston, it was just, I couldn't do anything without sweating. I felt like it was, you know, uh, just bringing my, my couple of bags in from the car up the driveway to his door, Chris's door. I was just pouring sweat just flops pouring pouring sweat uh i could not cool down i could i could not do it we we went out if we went out back in his backyard to have a beer and chat i was just sweating it was dark i was sweating i couldn't help it it was terrible but um <clears throat> you know we immediately i got there I, uh, earlier in the week so that we could start rehearsing because we had that show we had a show that weekend and the next day we started to rehearse and we're inside in an air-conditioned how we have a nice cozy place to practice there at Chris's house. And, you know, yeah, you're doing stuff when you're practicing, you know, cause we practiced that first day for like six hours straight. We, and we just practiced, we rehearsed, re it was re rehearsal is what I want to say, but you're moving around, you're getting into it, all that kind of shit. Um, you're going to sweat and get hot. I, this was a different 
animal. Like I could not beat the heat. Once I started sweating when we were when we were practicing, I could not stop. It was just pouring. My hair was soaking wet. My t-shirt was all sog, you know, like all flint, like hanging all down from being being soggy with sweat. Um, it was crazy, and I just couldn't. I couldn't stop sweating. It was weird. The humidity like permeated through the walls and just got into my body, and, and was like, "Ha ha ha! We'll turn the worm now!" And it was nuts. Um, but it was hot. It was so fucking hot. Uh, but you know, hey, that's all right. We like it hot, and some like it hot, and I do as well. So we uh, we had a lot of great rehearsal, getting stuff done, uh, going over the songs, hanging out, having some laughs, having some beers. And then uh, come Friday, you know, uh, Chris, uh, he was able to, uh, it was awesome, lucky uh, lucky for me, uh, he was able to accompany me to the convention all weekend, which was cool because Chris hasn't been to one of those conventions before, and then uh, I wanted him to come and be able to see like, hey, this is what I, you know, be at the booth, like you're, you're on the other side of it, so you kind of get more access and see more things. And, um, you know, this is the second Houston Horror Film Festival uh, main convention that they've had, you know, they've had markets and stuff in the past that I've done all of those. I've talked about this before. These guys run one heck of a show. I mean, this is a tightly run, well-run show, uh, top to bottom. I got to say major, major shouts out to, to Scott and the crew for, uh, putting on such a great, great show. And this is not me pandering or being like Houston. Yeah. Because I'm from Houston. They've worked super hard to build this thing and it's got a great following and it's got a great reputation that I think they'll be able to maintain because of how well they do this and how well they have it down. Uh, And I do a lot of these guys. I'm not like the expert authority, but I can say this one is super, super well done. And uh, this, you know, this time was no exception. You know, I went in, we got set up on Friday. Um, it was very cool. Walked around, saw everybody. Got to see Jeanette and Christy. Shouts out to them. Shouts out Victoria. Um, It was great. Uh, to see all see people and and so many fucking people that I haven't seen some of these people I, I have not seen in years came like 10 plus years came through to say what's up to me because they saw I was going to be there so at a prime spot uh, Adrian Barboa was right uh, behind me and then to the other side of me was Nick Castle and uh, Tom Atkins who I love and uh, you know Friday it was it was good and busy on Friday but it, it was like a lot of people were getting autographs a lot of people were looking Friday I'm not gonna lie Saturday, a lot of people were buying on Saturday. We'll say that much because it was a maniac crazy. Once it once they opened it to the, they got the, like the VIP entry was done and it was 11 time to open for the general public. Our, our, the door to the room we were in just got immediately flooded with people who were all trying to get in line for like Adrian Barbeau and Nick Castle. And, and uh, my main hats off to the staff, to the security staff who were running the lines and stuff because it was kind of chaotic the way they had to just the space that they were dealing with, which was, you know, is what was what it was as much as I hate to say that phrase. It just, that's the space there was to work with. Um, they made goddamn sure very much. They were on the, this, these lines of people cause they were having to snake around down the aisles and they were making sure that they were not blocking, uh, the vendor tables right there. Cause it was myself and another uh, awesome woman, Christine, who was my neighbor and these guys, they were keeping the lines back away. They'd be like, guys, you can't, we can't block the tables now. Come on, at the middle, keep them in the middle of the aisle. It was really well, well done. And I, I haven't seen that um, anybody really truly do that and then stay on it at any convention ever. So that was a huge plus. Um, so we got, you know, like we got going. My neighbor uh, also had a service dog with them and uh, uh, 
Terry and her dog Alice, and they were very nice. And we had Boney met, and they had a great time. There was no problems. But Christine, who uh, was also venting there, I met, uh, who was awesome. I I saw <clears throat> uh, first of all before she got to her table, she had a scares that care uh, donation box set up, and I was like, oh, scares that care. I wonder if I know this person, like. And I just didn't know this was their table or whatever. Because, you know, I do all the scares that care stuff and author con. And, you know, that's a very great cause that I, I think is important. And I love uh, to be a part of it. So when she got there and I was like, hey, I see the scares that care. You know, are you in a part of that? Have you been that? And she's like, she was the 2019 recipient from the, the charity because uh, she had breast cancer. And now she's, you know, full recovered, remit, you know, all that, whatever. She has her hair all back now. And she crochets these awesome things like devils and baphomets and you know monsters and stuff and that's what her art is and now she's a vendor and she collect you know collects money for the the charity as well whenever she can to give back which is awesome i thought it was great and my booth is wild people it was especially there there's people coming going beers flying drinks are going drunk people are coming over to the table that are hammered independently of even being there. They get there. They're hammered, getting more hammered. Hey, John Wayne. It was nuts. And man, she just rolled with the punches and she had a great time. So I was, I was very pleased to be, uh, have such a great neighbor who, who was so patient with all the insanity going on. Of course, Nick P came out, the man, the great, the myth legend, uh, Nick P was there. Shouts out to you, Lindsay. Uh, you know, you're the best. You're awesome and amazing. And then, uh, this was really cool. My sister, Carrie, shouts out, Carrie came out to, um, the to the uh show on saturday now she'd never been to one of these before she hasn't really seen me do my thing at one of these before but you know she's a big supporter of mine and and uh happy to get her in you know got her got her a pass she was in and man did she have a good time first thing she christy shouts out to my girl christy whiskey always in the house always uh appreciate you so much um she was there taking care of us and uh, she had a supernatural charm on her. So my sister was like, what's that? Where'd you get that from? Oh, let's go. Let's go. And then they went. She carries going all over gallivanting, getting free shit, dropping my name everywhere. My brother, Sean Wayne, my brother, Sean Wayne. And uh, which is very nice. And then she comes in and she's all she comes back from something. She's like, I just met Big Daddy. And I was like, where would you say she met? Uh, I guess there's a, a character in one of the, uh, the the horror story shows, American Horror Story, named Big Daddy. He's a big, muscly guy. And he was in the other room, and she got to go meet him, and uh, he was very, very nice. And she was very uh, excited about meeting him. And uh, he was super, super nice guy. So nice, I even went down and like the next day and was like, hey, man, thanks for being so cool. Like my sister said how nice you were, and I, I think that's really, really cool of you. I appreciate you. So, uh, you know, we're buds now, whatever, no big deal. But the best part, my and and this Carrie, I think you'll if you're listening, you'll agree this is very funny. Uh, Carrie comes around the corner to my booth out of nowhere, and she's got this kind of fra- like, kind of frazzled, like concerned look on her face, and she just goes, "John Wayne, can I have sixty dollars?" And I was like, "Sure, what's up?" And she goes, "Christy Swanson is here." And I was like, "Yeah, she's right down." You didn't tell me Christy Swanson was gonna be here. I was like, "I didn't know Buffy John Wayne. That's Buffy." It's like I, I know she. Buffy John Wayne, Carrie, just take this money and go. So she got to go meet uh, Christy Swanson and get her autograph and stuff. And it was lovely. Um, and she was, of course, very nice. And and so it was good to have my sister there. Carrie, thank you for coming out. Uh, I know she had a good time. We hung out a little bit afterwards, and had some drinks and stuff. And it was it was good. And then Sunday uh, was busy as hell, too. Like a lot of people came through on Sunday. It, it was just this convention was just a great Houston Horror Film Festival. If you're out there and if you're someone who travels around to conventions, 
travel to this one. It's worth it uh, as an attendee. If you're a vendor looking for, you know, a show or wondering if you should try to do that show, I highly, highly suggest it. Um, So Chris and I, we we, uh, on Sunday, we packed up all we had to pack up all our shit, like our PA, the drum kit, you know, guitars, amps and and take them down there with us to the convention, because from the convention, we had to go right to Two Headed Dog and uh, set up and, and play and, you know, we were play our show shortly after there thereafter um so again this goes back to the heat problem uh it was so fucking goddamn hot i'm just sweat you're sweating bringing stuff in there you do the whole convention all day uh and then we get to to the place and the bar and it's like six or so when we get there but it's still light and still hot as hell and we're playing outside by the way this was like i was sweating so 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 bad when we were setting up the pa and our gear um it was I, I I thought it was the worst I had sweat until we actually did play. Now, uh, it was awesome. Uh, Adam, Lauren came out. Shouts out to you guys. Jer Bear was there. What's up, my man? Love you. Uh, Dana, uh, Oct- the the Octoboros, uh, my my man, my my wonderful wonderful friend and talented, amazing artist and singer. Uh, Dana Graham was there. Miss Marie King, check her out with the Bombshell Barbarians. Uh, coming through and uh, I just got to see a lot of people Lindsay who runs two-headed dog uh, thank you for letting us have a, a show and, and put it on there and and Brooke and everybody all the people from there it was it was amazing um, we go to we start to play our show and it was just us we were just just us playing and it got pretty crowded out there and it was it was it was nice but man was it fucking hot like I had one good line like I, between one of the songs I said man this humidity sure gives a new meaning to the term not a dry panty in the house but um, but uh, it was it was to the equivalent that I just if I had jumped into the pool with my jeans on, uh, and all my clothes, it was like that. That's how literally how wet we were. Chris was like between songs, how we're trying to wipe our hands like on our jeans, which makes which made no difference because they're so wet. And uh, it, it was my guitar is just covered in like this grime sweat coating uh, that I need to take a good polish into, but. It was a great show. I thought it was a great set. We got some good videos from it. Some a lot of great pictures. Thanks to Christy. Um, another there's another photographer there. I forget his name. Um, but thank you guys all for coming out and taking the pictures and, and just being a part of it. It was real. It was a really nice end to my kind of visit back back home for for a few days. Um, which I did stay another day. I went the next day up to to visit my dad who lives up in the, you know, North, 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 North Houston. And we, he and I took a trip to Bucky's. Uh, I know a lot of people know what, a lot of people know what Bucky's is. If you, those of you don't, it's a huge gas station, like uh, just like with a hundred thousand pumps. And it's like a destination gas station, uh, travel stop because it's inside. It's got like all this awesome food that they're making fresh and barbecue and sandwiches and blah, 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 blah. And then they've got all this whole line of merch that people lose their goddamn minds for, uh, Bucky the Beaver. So, um, of course, uh, as holidays come, they have holiday themed merchandise that they do. Now it being Halloween coming up, they put out all their Halloween merch, uh, when I when I was around that time when I was over there in Houston and I drove up there uh, to one with my with my pops and got one of each of uh, every Halloween thing that they put out this year for for the lovely Scarlet who deserves uh, the, all that and more um, but picked up everything it was like a tumbler that glows all this shit was really cool a blanket scrunchies socks a t shirt fucking bathing suit and um, yeah so then it was so that was that was great. 
Um, let's see. I got notes. I'm trying to uh, trying to make sure I don't forget anything. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Then after that, I um the next now now the next time the next place I had to go from Houston was Indianapolis for Horror Hound. Now the thing about this show was. I did not officially have a table. Horror Hound is very hard. A lot of these shows are very hard to get into. The ones that I, the ones that I do as well. Like you have to, once you get in, like you have to keep renewing or you lose your spot. It's, it's very fucking weird. Um, But Horror Hound is like that. And I've been trying to get in, trying to get in. They do one in Cincinnati. This is the first one they've done back in Indiana and Indianapolis in maybe like three or four years. Um, But I had that weekend off and the next weekend I had to be in North Carolina. So I was going to be hanging out either way. So, you know, Chris vinegar syndrome's like, well, just come up there, dude. I'm sure somebody won't show up and you can just buy a table while you're there. And if not, just work at my table the whole time and just fuck around and we'll just have fun and do whatever and hang out. Uh, and I was like, all right, sounds good to me. So, uh, you know, it's not like I have anything to lose. So, cause I still had that time off. So it's like either I get a table and can do some work on my own or I, have some fun and work for vinegar syndrome for, for a little bit. But, uh, we shot up there to, um, to old, uh, Indianapolis. That's where I was. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it was awesome because we were staying right downtown. I was, you know, got to crash in Chris's room at this Omni hotel or whatever that they put him up in. And the, the convention center is like a minute, just like a block down the road. So it's like right fucking there, but to park, cause I'm driving, like I had to park in like a mall down underground parking, whatever, across the street from the thing, you know, and down and it was whatever. But I was like, I don't fucking care. We were here. Uh, when it was loading, we went down there um, and signed in, you know, Chris got this thing signed in and I, I asked the guy, I was like, Hey, not for nothing. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm also a vendor. I'm, I'm going to be helping at, at the vinegar syndrome booth, but I have all my stuff. If a booth comes available, would it be possible for me to grab a booth? You know, if, if, if someone doesn't show up or, or whatever. And the guy was like, yeah, actually, you know, there might be some, I might have something for you, actually. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, you're going to be at Vinegar Syndrome? And I was like, yeah, just, he's like, all right, I'll come by when everything gets going and settled and then I'll come, I'll come find you. And I was like, all right, great, cool. So um, we got set up and then Chris and I, we had an awesome lunch, like at this local brew pub uh, that also distills their own bourbon. So we had a bourbon for lunch, a couple of their beers and uh sandwiches and whatever boney sat in the booth with us these people loved us loved boney boney was like sitting there like he was one of the guys like like a dog playing poker type of thing it was it was pretty awesome but uh then we went down and you know to the convention started working we were having a, a good old time uh shouts out to you know oh shouts out to my man jordan he i think you were the first person to to recognize me and uh I was like, hey, man, you remember me? And I was like, of course I did. I'm, I'd met him, uh, met him uh, several years ago back in another con in Indianapolis. But uh, people started buying shit from me at the vinegar. I'm working the vinegar syndrome booth. And people are like, oh, shit. Hey, do you have your tarot decks? Like, yeah, I've got them right here, actually, under the table. You can, oh, do you have this book and this book? And I'm like, I do right here. So I ended up selling four books, a tarot deck, and a record bef- without even having my table or any of my stuff out on the table. It, what, nothing said John Wayne is here. It was just me. People were just, you know, so... Thank you so much, everyone that recognized me or came up and asked if I had stuff. Because then, as as uh, I think there was an hour left in the night, the guy came over and he's like, "Hey, if you're still interested in the table?" I was like, "Yep." And he's like, "You can go move to that one right across from you." So right across the table, right across the aisle from us, had been this empty table all night. And I was just watching. I was like, "I get, give me that table, give me that table, give me, give me, give me that table." Um, and then and they did. 
uh, I still had to pay for it, you know, whatever. It wasn't like they just gave it to me, but um, it was awesome. I set all my shit up and then uh, the floor closed and that was it. Friday, we ended up hanging out. We went to some some folks' room and had a little room party and it was it was cool. Um, <clears throat> probably stayed out a little too late, but that's all right. That's what we're supposed to do. And then Saturday we got in there and that was my first day, you know, working my table there. And I've never done Horror Hound before. And it's a big convention in this big convention center. And, uh, it, you know, it went really well. I did. I had a great Saturday. I was, you know, by good people. I'm right there by Chris and, and you know, uh, Nikki Pooch, Nikki, uh, Betty Pooch, uh, got a new collar for Boney. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to, uh, to my girls, uh, Hansia Company, Ashley and Kira were there. My man Vince from Horror uh, House of Horror or Horror House, I'm sorry. Um, he was there uh, working, uh, selling Adam's uh, art box art pieces. It was great. It was we saw a lot of great people. Uh, a lot of people who I've met that were like, "Oh shit, I didn't know you're gonna be here." Got to see my man Gator, my brother from another mother. Shouts out to you, Gator. I love you so much. Surprised the shit out of you when you saw me. I know it did. And you and Margot. Shouts out to y'all. Um, yeah, it was great because I wasn't supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be there today, but uh, I was. I got in, and it was uh, it was really great. And uh, now, hopefully, I'll have a uh, you know I'll be able to get in uh, regularly to those to those shows. But uh, it was fun. And then we stayed there Sunday night. Monday, Chris had to leave to go catch his plane. I chilled for a little bit in the room, and then uh, it was a ha- oh my god! This is where like the parking and downtown and all this shit is a big plastic hassle, because I got to make like three trips of shit. I got a wagon and everything, but I got Boney with me, and we're going down the hotel, across the street, down another fucking uh, you know into a mall, down another elevator to the to the parking garage, over to the car, put stuff in, come all the way back, do it all in reverse. The last trip, again, here I'm sweating my balls off. The last trip we have, I've got the wagon. I come in there in the mall to go to the elevator, and it just like won't open. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this elevator? And this this other two people are trying waiting for it as well. And it finally opens, and we get in, and we go to hit the, the button, and like all the buttons light up, and the doors are just closed, and the elevator's not doing anything. And I was like, oh, fuck, please don't tell me we're stuck in this elevator. So we were there for a good couple of minutes. So finally we were like jamming stuff and, and got it just like the door open. So we just like got off like, fuck this, we're off. I had to carry Boney down the escalator because he's too scared. He's scared and he can't be on the escalator anyway. Um, but we got to the car and, and we're able to start our drive uh, towards Charlotte, North Carolina and Mad Monster Party. Uh, so I drove for I drove for a little while. I got like right to the West Virginia Virginia border and got a motel. I actually stayed there for two days because I, I needed to get some stuff done. I needed to ha- just have like a couple days to myself. Uh, I did a lot of writing. I I did some drawing that I had to get done and just uh, just kind of chilled uh, and just to myself for a little bit. And then I shot on out of there, got to Charlotte, uh, and got uh, to stay with my man Lee Lee Parker and his uh, lovely wife Chris. Uh, Thank you guys for having me in your house. It was an awesome time. Played a lot of video games, smoked a lot of weed, went to the bar, uh, their their local bar. I already forget what it's called, but I drank the, I guess, North Carolina equivalent to uh, Lone Star beer, and it was pretty good. Don't remember what it was called, but uh, something. And uh, but it was that was exactly what it was. It was like Lone Star, but for North Carolina instead of Texas. Um, but yeah, so uh, also an exciting news that I was waiting for was Scarlett was uh, flying in on Saturday morning, uh, taking a red eye in. So I was going to see her. I hadn't seen her in six weeks, almost six weeks. So I was very happy to uh, have her coming in. So we show up uh, down at the place. 
down at the old hotel, done this show many, many times, got to see uh, so many great people just loading in, getting set up. Uh, and my man, Dave Bernard- Bernardinas, uh, came on out there. Of course, he was working for his haunt. He works in a haunt, a uh, local haunt around there, and they had a table. So he was working his table. Uh, and of course, you know, you know him, you love him. It was old Uncle Mikey back again, letting us stay in his room. Uh, and it was amazing. Uncle Mike, of course, is Dave's uncle, but now he is now my uncle as well. Uh, love that guy. Thank you, Uncle Mikey, for everything. So he lets me and Lee and and uh, Charles, uh, aka Evil Fiends, crash in his room the first night. Charles is working the convention. Lee's just hanging out with me. We're doing our thing. Saturday, uh, Friday, we you know we crashed out there, and Scarlett was flying. She got in at like six a.m. or something, and and you know came right to the the hotel. Uh, we got Uncle Mike up. We started having a couple of drinks early. Just she'd been up all night and was just like, "Ah, give me a drink." And so uh, she did, and we, uh, we got ready. And I, uh, you know, we all went down and, and started to have a great day. We had some uh, awesome mushroom chocolates, chocolate bar thing. I ate the whole thing. Apparently, you're not supposed to do that, but I was tripping my balls off, and uh, it was an awesome, awesome day on the floor. Um, I will say, like Uncle Mikey, he brought some moonshine. And uh, Scarlett took the bottle, one of the one of the jars from him at one point. He had put it in like a a nest Nestle or some kind of like a tea, like iced tea bottle, and he'd put the the moonshine in that. And Scarlett's like, "I want some. Give me some." She takes it and drinks it in a way I can only describe as she just scored the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, and this is her Gatorade commercial. She's just head back, gulp, gulp, and this is moonshine, people. Now it's not straight moon. It's one of the flavored. I forget what this one was. I think it might have been the uh, apple pie one that he made, or or something, or the cherry one. So it was flavored, but it's fucking moonshine. And she just drank it like it was nothing. She's like a champ. I was like, holy shit! I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Um, so it was that kind of day, people. If you know what I mean. But uh, we had a great, great time Saturday, all hanging out and. Um, uh, crashed out that night. Didn't do too much. I was fucking tired. It rained like a, some crazy storm came through and it was raining and we went downstairs and it was kind of dead at the party and stuff. So I just came back upstairs and chilled with Scarlett um, as she did uh, ha- pass out to sleep um, after a while. So it was good. Then Sunday we get up, started all over again. Um, you know, got got it going pretty early that day. Ava came in. Shouts out Ava, uh, Scarlett's sister uh, from another mister. And we, we just did it up. Um, so it was awesome. My friend, uh, of course, Amanda shouts out, um, she, uh, and her, um, awesome boyfriend, Michael, who I stayed with you guys. I talked about them. I stayed with them in Tennessee. Michael flew up for the convention. We're outside and, uh, he's about to leave and shit. And we're smoking a joint and talking. And he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, we're hanging out tonight. And then we got to go. He's like, well, shit, you know, Amanda's, she was going to stay, but she has to leave. And uh, ends up she's got to get back, but she's just got a room. Just ask her if you can just have her room tonight. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome because we wouldn't have to go anywhere. So I asked her. Of course, she's like, yeah, just here. Don't don't smoke in the room and don't fuck anything up and take it because we're leaving. And I was like, awesome. So we got a free room for that night uh, as well and didn't have to go anywhere. Just like up the elevator, which was a major that's such a load off when you don't have to like go to another like you you just finished everything now you got to tear all this shit down pack it up and if all you have to do is go up the elevator get to your room and not drive to another location that's always a great great thing so 
we had a great night. We were laughing our asses off in the room. Uh, I think Ava ordered like everything from like um, some burger place. And then like an hour later was like, well, now I want Taco Bell. And she ordered Taco Bell. It was crazy. It was, it was fucking nuts, man. Um, but a great convention, uh, you know, it was the expo. So it was a little slower than, than, than the big one that they have in February is, but it was awesome to see people. Blake, my man, love you. Thank you so much, Blake. Shouts out to you, Trey. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, it was awesome. It was a great time. Then the next day I, I had to drop, drop Scarlett off at the airport around like 10 30, 11. And I started driving back, uh, back from Charlotte to Las Vegas. And let me tell you, but right this time I was pretty fucking sick of driving. Like I don't mind driving and I have, I'm, I'm not like, I'm, I'm still fine driving. It's not for everybody, but I was just like, God, I'm so tired of fucking driving. By the end of this, I was just like, it was, you know, I, that was a, a little bit of a later start. I drove till maybe about seven or so that night and stopped, but I got up like at five the next day and just, I just wanted to get, I just wanted to start dry. I just wanted to get, get home. And that was a 32 hour drive. So uh, I got like, you know, 12 and 12, whatever. I think I had 12 and a half, 13 hours left yesterday on, on Wednesday. Or I mean, what's today? Wednesday. On Tuesday. No, today's Thursday. On Wednesday. That's right. Sorry. On Wednesday. And I got up as early and just started driving and uh, arrived here in Las Vegas uh, at around 630 uh, Pacific Standard Time. But that, that last, the whole last day of driving, usually the driving gets bad towards the end, like the last two or three hours. You're like, man, these are taking forever. All 13 and a half hours of that last day felt like an eternity. Like I, like I'd look down and be like, Oh my God, it's only seven minutes has passed. What the hell? Um, but you know what? Live to tell the tale. Got here. No worse for the wear. Finally home. Um, was a great, what a, it was a great, great run, um, of shows. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out. Thanks to everybody. Shouts out to the scares of care crew. Jake shouts out to you, Joe Ripple. Uh, all you guys, all you gals, it was, you know, I'm trying to remember everybody, chatty daddy, Trevor, fucking, I don't know, uh, James, you guys rule. Uh, so it was, it was a great run. And now, like I said, as of this record, uh, tomorrow I head out to LA for the weekend for a show. Uh, then I come back for a, a couple days and, uh, get right back at it. So you can check out all the dates I have coming up, um, at johnwayneisdead.com com on the show's page uh you can also go to the johnwaysdead.com and uh go to the shop and and pick up the new bookmark that i have out the new custom metal bookmark um all my books uh records i sign them i send extra stuff when you order them from directly from me and uh you can go to get all the links to my social media it's all there and and if you'd like to be a part of my patreon uh please do check that out i i certainly appreciate all, all the support, um, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, or just go to the Patreon link, uh, on the John Wayne is dead.com page. And, uh, and that'll do, did I, let's see, did I remember everything? Uh, yep. I think that's all, that was all in my notes. So thanks guys, uh, for hanging in here with me for a, a, a recap of all those shows in a row. And, uh, I missed you all. I hope you missed me. And uh, we will not have any more lengthy breaks away like this one. So uh, I appreciate you all so much. Follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and uh, TikTok. And then John Wayne Kamiali, my name on my Facebook. And uh, next week, I'll be telling you all about California. Yeah. <laughs>